Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is here. So is Greg Matzik. Debbie Lazica is on your roads. And Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. Dave Spano with us live in the studio coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, on this Monday, who had a good weekend? I'll go first. Jimmy Kimmel had a good weekend. Host of the Oscars. It was funny. It was safe. It was entertaining. It was good. And he didn't get smacked in the face. So Jimmy Kimmel had a good weekend. Correct. Set the bar now. That's the standard. I think it's smacked in the face either at home or at work. So I had a good day. Nice. Nicely done. All right, Sandy Max, who had a good weekend? I'll tell you who had a great weekend. The Marquette University basketball program. Yeah, let's go. Both the men's team and the women's team going to the NCAA tournament. Men, number two seed. Women, number nine seed. And Friday, you can watch them both. Ladies play at 1030 on ESPN2. And the men play at 145. I don't know what channel they're on. Okay. But no you can work listen after to it lunch on Friday is going to get done anywhere in Milwaukee. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's exactly. day two yeah. of the tournament. Like, yeah, that's just, you know, yeah. make your arrangements. Who had a good weekend, Greg? I, I'm going with all the teams that punched their ticket, right? I mean, it just it, it's such a great week, the championship week, because some of these schools, this is their only shot to get in. And it might be your only shot as a player to play in the tournament. Whether you're a four seed or a 16 seed, every team that is in the tournament has a mathematical shot, some much better than others. That's one of the things I absolutely love about college basketball. I'm with you. All right, Adam, who had a good weekend? You know, I'm going to say UW-Milwaukee men's basketball, because let's not forget their season isn't over either. They will be playing in the CBI, the College Basketball Invitational. And I think, as we all know from how the year before this one went for UW-Milwaukee men's basketball, just being invited to any kind of national March tournament is a huge step forward for the Lundy program, and they will be playing one of the most literal mascotted teams, maybe in all of college sports, the Stetson Hatters. I have actually visited Stetson <laughs> University one year. I went down to spring break in DeLand, Florida, where Stetson is, and yeah, their mascot is a walking, not talking, nice. hat. So they will play on Sunday, the Panthers and the Hatters. All right, turn on Spano's microphone. Uh, Spano, Dave Spano, who had a good weekend? Well, that's interesting. I didn't know I was going to come on, but let's think about it. How about the high school basketball teams that are all participating and going, getting to go to Madison or the Rush Center? You think about De Pere and Arrowhead and all those great schools. Yeah. Pewaukee, perhaps looking for a third straight championship. So all those kids, their parents are really loving watching the kids play. Nice. Well done. Thank you. They had a good weekend. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the banking system. We're going to talk about the Fed's upcoming meeting and what the markets did today with Dave Spato. Straight ahead right here on WTMJ. Two banks have collapsed in the last few days here. What does that mean? Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. You can hear Money Talk, 10 o'clock. Here, Saturday mornings, it's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show with Dave Spano. Dave, thanks for being with us in the studio. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always good to have you here. I think this news was alarming to a lot of people because we don't think this is going to happen again after what happened in 2008 on a smaller scale. But two banks collapsed, the one in California that everybody's talking about. What did this mean? Why did this happen? Give us some perspective. 
Well, you know, you're right. We don't want to have happen what happened in 08, which was a cascading failure of financial institutions. I remember coming into the studio on Saturday mornings, and we'd have to say the banks that had failed, and we have to read those off, and that was not fun. But the, the banking industry is in a much better position than it was 15 years ago. What has happened is what's called quantitative easing. The Federal Reserve printed all this money effectively gave it away. It was called Zero Interest Rate Policy, or ZERP. So all of this free money went into the market, and eventually, late on into the system, it created too much cash. It created too much liquidity. That caused inflation. The Fed's job, they have two jobs or a dual mandate. One of their main jobs is to try to control inflation. So they begin to start to raise interest rates seven times last year, one time this year, and then Chairman Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, said, probably 50 basis points coming up. Well, that has a direct effect on the bond portfolio. Okay, so that's what's going on. That's the backdrop. This bank, Silicon Valley Bank, went way out and bought long bonds. And so when they started to get repriced, they had pressure on their balance sheet. They went out and tried to raise some capital. That got out. You know, a Twitter bank on the run. Right. Remember the the story. And of course, that's what happened. And before in a couple of days, we saw that the bank was closed and shuttered, did have a bit of a contagion. Another bank in New York uh, soon was closed after that. Now, fortunately, J.P. Morgan came in and purchased them. But that is the backdrop. The big question, is there going to be a contagion? So U.S. Bank, Trust, the big players, they didn't make the same play on the scale that uh, Silicon Valley Bank made. But aren't there other banks that probably made this same play? And now is this possible to become duplicitous in the industry? It could. Um, You know, right now, all the bank analysts are doing is going through those balance sheets and looking, did they make bad loans or what do they have on their balance sheet and what do they own? And that is what's happening right now. And the market is a really good arbiter of what's happening. And they, they punished a number of smaller banks down significantly. Now, if those banks end up getting more information and they aren't as bad as what we saw, they'll probably recover. And so the Fed now is in a predicament because we're going to get two CPI reports this week. We're going to CPI report and a PPI, which is producer price index. That's going to tell us something. And perhaps inflation is going to stay hot. And that means they're not going to have the tools to try to fight inflation by raising interest rates because of this unintended unintended consequence of these banks having trouble. So they're they're probably going to slow down or stop altogether their bank their their rate hikes until they see that this is not a problem. And in the meantime, inflation looks like it's going to be stickier and around longer than what we expected. How long do you think it will take the Fed to determine whether this? bank failure is a real issue well there's a meeting on on the 20 and 21st the 21st and 22nd of this month so they're going to look at all of the data that they're going to get this week and then they're going to make an announcement they can't say anything right now they're in a blackout period so they can't really speak to us until this fed meeting in the next week or so so i i will tell you on wednesday of last week there's this fed watch tool that we look at and the likelihood of a 50 basis point rate hike was 80 percent today it's zero. So that is basically telling us that they're not going to do that altogether. They may not even raise it a quarter basis point. That's going to be the big argument. Is it a zero rate hike uh, on the 21st or is it 25 basis points? They are in in a predicament. And the reason why is because of the arsonist and the firefighter all in the same spot. Okay, so you and I 
talk about the Fed action on the air and off the air quite a bit. Whenever I see you, it seems like it's what we end up talking about. I'd rather talk about Aaron Rodgers. But uh, me too. <laughs> and, we, and we might get to that with you. So could this happen? Could it be a scenario where they're forced to pause it now because of the predicament that you just laid out? Next couple of months, it's less sticky. Inflation, the numbers, the CPI end up where they'd like it to be, or at least headed that direction. And this could be the catalyst for not continuing to raise rates as much as we had, the terminal rate not being as high, right. or no? Is this just going to be a no. pause and we're going to be right back on the, no, the well, raising them? That's, that's the concern because that was what they did you know, a decade, two decades ago. They, they stopped and they paused and then inflation kicked in again and then it was really hard to wipe it out of the system. So what, what I do think we're going to see is that you're going, to see, you're going to see this meeting next week. You're going to see numbers that are higher than they thought. But their idea of a two percent number may they may have to come off of that, and that that is not what he said last month. Uh, Fed chairman said, you know, we're sticking to our two percent. Well, that that they may not be able to get to two percent, so we may have to live with higher inflation for longer, and that is really going to be the story because, of course, that really hurts not only small businesses for the cost of borrowing, but of course you and I, and especially those people who go to the grocery store and have to pay higher prices at the grocery store to heat their homes to fill their gas tanks up. And how likely do you think it is? Should we be concerned that? This kind of bank failure could happen to one of the banks we use here in Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I don't think that's that. That's my opinion. That's not what we're seeing today. And so there shouldn't be a, a run on the banks. You know, you'll remember the "It's a Wonderful Life" and, and Jimmy Stewart, right in the great scene. He said, "You know, the money's not here. It's in her house and his house." Remember that scene? Well, that's what we don't. We don't want people to have a, a crisis or a panic. And that's really what we saw. We saw this this run on the bank fueled by Twitter. It was a social media Twitter and there was a hedge fund guy named Peter Thiel to take your money out. So right now we we believe that the banking industry is is in good shape. It's much better shape than what it was 2007 and 2008. Regulations are tougher and of course they have made better loans and all of that together means that the financial system is in much better position. Really what it does is volatility Sandy really allows an opportunity opportunity to go through your portfolio and say look this looks like it's been you know it got beat up too much there's a they got repriced at too much of a discount so start to look at stuff you know as it as it goes down dave spano's with us so dave i'm gonna ask you an impossible question to look into your crystal ball do you see a scenario where before the end of the year the Dow's below thirty thousand? I mean, is that kind of where we're headed? Well, I think we're going to get a retest, uh, and we've said that all along of where we were. You know, so we've had a nice rally since October. So the S and P five hundred is really the number that we look at, which is about thirty six hundred. It got up to almost forty two hundred, and now it's starting to, to creep back down. Thirty six hundred is is not out of the realm of where we are. So maybe ten percent down or so from where it is. So that's the number we're looking at because that are, there's a lot of support at 3600 and you know if that happens and i'm not trying to that you pick it at that point and that is a crystal ball question yep. it's a short term uh, idea what we think you should do is go through instead of the s&p 500 in general look at the industries and the sectors that allow us opportunity oil energy utilities healthcare, all of those things go and say maybe that's where you should overweight instead of trying to buy the entire s&p 500
All right, in 30 seconds, do you want Aaron Rodgers back? Well, Greg told me no. So he's looking at me, and he said, <laughs> we don't want him back. So in Greenland, Greg's my buddy, so I, yeah, whatever he tells me to say. I get my financial advice from Dave, and, yes. and he, yeah, he told me. his sporting yeah, he advice told me. He me. said, I'll give you give me my the financial <laughs> advice, and I'll tell you what to think about the Packers. And yeah. I said, that's a deal. It's a good trade-off. Yes, it is. It's a good trade-off. Uh, Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. Check out his show it airs here on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Dave, thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks. Always fun. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. All right. Let's bring in our friend meteorologist Brian Niznanski. Hey, Niz, how was the weekend? Uh, weekend was good. Busy weekend. Kid stuff. Uh, just yep. some random things. And Oh, I remember last week I told you I'd, the whole tractor debacle yes. I had. Uh, the got that sorted out. <laughs> Somehow you managed to wreck your transmission by trying to bang the wheel off your uh, tractor? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I, I purchased a new used tractor. And, ah. uh, um I'm in the process of seeing what I can do to the old one still. If okay. Like part it out or figure something out. But, yeah. Niz, don't you so, think that well, now means you, we probably won't get any more snowfall because yeah, you're prepared for, sure. for oh, it? Yeah. <laughs> Good move. Yeah, we absolutely. thank you. Yeah, no. It, um, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, no, th- that's one of the things. See, I'm kind of cheap, so one of the best things <laughs> with the lawn tractor is is I, I use it dual purpose. Uh, once the snow is done, I take the blower unit off, and I put the lawnmower yeah. back on it, so it becomes a lawnmower as well. So the, usually when I do that, we usually get slammed with at least one more snow. So. Oh, so <laughs> keep it on there. So uh, it was interesting because we had little bits of snow, and it was off and on, and then this morning I really wasn't ready for an inch of snow, and what a strange couple of days it was. It was, and I I think I tweeted out a little, like a day or two ago, that this is going to be kind of sneaky, because like the snow that we're going to see through much of this event is going to kind of lull us, where, you know, where it's like, yeah, you know, yesterday it like snowed most of the day, but it didn't add up to anything. You know, it just kind of, and then all of a sudden nightfall settled in last night. We got a heavier burst of snow, and given that it was nighttime, it accumulated pretty quickly. Um, So, yeah, it created some messy conditions this morning. Still a couple flurries still lingering around this evening, but I don't expect it to add up to anything. All right, so lead us through the next uh, couple of days beginning tonight. What are we looking at? Cold temperatures, guys. Mm. It feels like the middle of winter. If the, if it was January, we'd be like, eh, you know, normal night. But we're looking at a low temperature, probably around 20 degrees lakeside, getting down to around 14 degrees inland. Uh, breezy conditions, it'll feel like the single digits at times. So for Tuesday, sunny but chilly, a high of only 35. Wednesday, partly cloudy and warmer, back up to 48. That'll feel All pretty right. nice. We'll melt some of this stuff away, yeah. Uh, Thursday, mostly cloudy, and here comes some rain again. Here comes our next storm system. Uh, the theme of Thursday Friday continues. However, this time around, it looks like more rain than anything. It looks like uh, all rain on Thursday, and then eventually by Friday morning, we might change over to a bit of snow, but that'll be really on the tail end of things. This looks like more of rain and wind than anything else. How are you feeling about the Aaron Rodgers situation? Uh, I'm just wanting it to be done. I think like everybody, no matter where you lie as far as, oh, I hope he comes back or I hope he doesn't, Like I think everybody just wants this to be over with. Um, me, I'm on the fence of I'm, I'm over it, like be done, move on. Um, that's not to say he didn't have a great career for the Packers. Right. I think we just we, we got to get a taker for that, you know, the, his price tag, and we got to you know, hopefully maybe get a couple picks out of it. Isn't it amazing how he just broke this? I mean, he just broke this situation. All-time Packer great. He'll, his name's going to be up on the wall at Lambeau. He's yeah. going to be retired as Jersey, all that stuff. And now it's just like we want him to go. 
It's... Is it, it's a combination, obviously, of you know frustration on the field where it seems like we've come up short. But I think more than anything, Packer fans would still want him back if we felt some sort of attachment or likability still. Yep. And we kind of lost that. Well, at least I have. You I, nailed it. I can't it. speak for everybody. Yeah. I think we all, I, me personally, I want a guy who I really, really like and root for to be my quarterback. Yeah, he's like, the leader. And just, who's all in. That's kind of you know, wants yeah. to be there and, and wants to be part of a team. Sure. Well, we heard reports of how this all really went sour when he told management, again, I'm going to take some time to think about it, after they had said to him, hey, let's run this back. And then it was kind of like, and, and it, of course, this is all just reports. We don't know exactly yeah. what, what conversations were had, but, you know, it seemed like the Packers were like, let's run it back. And he was like, uh, let me think about it. And they yeah. were like, okay, no, we're not going to do that. Let me go sit in the yes. dark and roll up <laughs> yeah. some tree bark and smoke it, and I'll get back to you. And yeah, no. This time tomorrow, we'll find out what we find out, I guess. Uh, yeah, good thing. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's obviously an end of an error, and I know that their argument is, you know, he probably gives us our best chance. I mean, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but, you know, we got to do what we got to do. That's not even a definite, though, anymore. I mean, he's demonstrated right. the last several years he can't win the big game. We needed to beat Detroit to get in the playoffs. He couldn't get that done. I mean, it's, it's so, yeah, that's not even necessarily You're, the case. More times than not, the last game of the year ended up him laying an egg when it mattered most. Yeah. yeah. All right, I feel better talking it out with you, Niz. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, Me too. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Later, guys. The Oscars were last night. I didn't see the Oscars. I read about it and watched a lot of clips today. I was out to, to dinner last night, so I didn't take it in. But You had your priorities in line, having a nice family dinner. That's No yeah. one's going to f- shame you for that game. <laughs> it sounds like, though, people who watched it enjoyed it. I think so. And Greg, you were probably all wrapped up into Selection Sunday <laughs> celebrations, I would guess. Uh, there's a little bit there of that. There was a lot then, going uh, on. Yeah. Then, then a call to do the morning show this morning. So I, I <laughs> had to pivot my evening rather quickly. On the same weekend, we yeah. do daylight saving time. Sure. sure. So I fully understand why many people would not embrace the idea of, hey, you know what I want to do for three hours and maybe 40 minutes on top of that? That's a lot. I want to watch the Academy Awards. I'm a voting member for the SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. And so I had seen... A lot of the nominees. So I was like, oh, okay, this will be fun. And I enjoy yeah. award shows, I'll be honest. And uh, so I downloaded our uh, Oscars bingo cards off WTMJ.com. Yeah, so fun. And I, it's fun to play along. I actually won. I got uh, the row of first-time winner. Winner thanks their parents in the speech. Someone wearing a bow tie. Oh. The In Memoriam. And Jimmy Kimmel's talks to someone in the crowd. Excellent. And also Cocaine Bear was mentioned. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because Elizabeth Banks, the director of Cocaine Bear, and you'd recognize her. She's an actress. You've seen her on Modern Family, but she directed Cocaine Bear, and she was a presenter. So as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, I bet we get some Cocaine Bear. So she came out on stage. First of all, poor thing, she tripped on her dress and her gown and almost did a biff. Uh, And then she had, like, laryngitis, but she croaked through the thing. She sounded, like listenable but you could tell yeah. she was under the weather so she came out and then all of a sudden next to her is this huge bear a bear a man a person <laughs> in a bear costume and and, try, and pantomiming and trying to score while they're on stage oh, and so funny. she did a really funny comedy bit because she was presenting visual effects and she said you realize if i directed cocaine bear and we had no visual effects this is what it would be there, you know <laughs> there would be no scary or or in it so yes cocaine bear was there and for everybody who likes to watch credits in the marvel mm-hmm. movies and that sort of thing at the very very end of the award show because i stayed up jimmy kimmel 
<laughs> switches a sign. You know those OSHA signs, like we've had this many days yeah. on the job without, without an, an injury. Incident, yeah. So it was an Academy Awards without an injury, hmm. and he flipped it over to one, <laughs> and then he high-fived <laughs> oh. Cocaine Bear on the way out. That is really funny. So that there were some cheeky moments, but yes, yeah. overall it was a professional presentation. But there were a couple things I got out of the ceremony in particular that now... Um, it's not these fresh faces like, ooh, who are the starlets mm-hmm. that are going to show up? Like, yeah, you had Austin Butler, who's wonderful to look at and was excellent in in Elvis. But a lot of the winners were established people like Jamie Lee Curtis, like Michelle Yeoh, who's, I think, 64. Yeah. Uh, and Ki Hoi Kwan, who played short round in Indiana Jones, but, but won Best Supporting yep. Actor for his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once, was a big, big, big favorite. But listen to his joy in his acceptance speech he's got like big Giannis energy mm. listen to this my journey started on a boat i spent a year in a refugee camp and somehow i ended up here on hollywood's biggest stage they say stories like this only happen in the movies i cannot believe it's happening to me this this is the american dream i owe everything to the love of my life my wife echo who who month after month year after year for 20 years told me that one day one day my time will come dreams are something you have to believe in i almost gave up on mine to all of you out there, please keep your dreams alive. Thank you. Thank you so much for welcoming me back. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, just isn't that's so that sweet. sweet? That's amazing. And it's so sincere. And his acceptance award and acceptance speech at the Golden Globes was very, yeah. very similar. You can't help but be thrilled for him. And I think a lot of us, as we get further in our careers, it's like, what are those next accomplishments? And you just hang in there. And that was just great. And then Michelle Yeoh, who won for lead actress, had an interesting message as well. Dream big and dreams do come true. And ladies, don't let anybody tell you you are ever past your prime. <laughs> Never give up. Never give up. So there Very was cool. those positive messages instead yeah. of, I think, how the Academy Awards get lumped into, oh, it's going to be political speeches. Oh, it's going to be long thank yous and dragged out stuff. Like, I feel like the show really flowed and there was a joy and a gratefulness in a lot of these older winners. And there was also a big resonation with family, that family had gotten people through and that storytelling yeah. is important. So you watched the show. I, I, I was on Twitter um, later that night and as mm-hmm. I was scrolling through, I saw Angela Bassett. On Twitter trending. And then as I dove into it, it was that Jamie Lee Curtis won and that many people thought Angela Bassett should have won in that category. And that Angela Bassett was the only one in the theater that didn't stand or clap. Oh, I didn't I didn't notice when Jamie that. Lee Curtis won. And then I saw a clip and they announced Jamie Lee Curtis, who's beloved and has been in the industry for a very long time, walking up there and Angela Bassett sat with her with her hands in her lap while everyone else even at her table was standing and clapping. Wow, it's a human moment. Uh, you know, I mean, it, she didn't boo. You know, she, <laughs> she didn't walk out. But, you know, I, that's a strong woman. Those are two strong, accomplished women uh, at, at this stage in their life. And I Wakanda forever, and that's a really popular 
And yeah, it's a storyline sure. that resonates with people. Another strong woman. She plays a queen. So mm-hmm. I can see why. She, and she looked fantastic in that purple dress. She looked fantastic. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, what was her speech like? Her speech was, believe it or not, I watched her mouth because she's notorious for swearing. <laughs> and I watched her mouth and she stood up and she said, shut up. And then walked up on stage and gave a really nice, grateful speech. And, you know, she comes from an acting family, both mm-hmm. her parents she said at the very end, and she got choked up. She's like, both my parents were actors. Both of them were nominated for Oscars, and we won this together. Oh, that was her whole awesome. shtick was, I shouldn't say shtick, but that was her whole presentation was is she knows she didn't win it by herself. It's the crews that worked with her on Halloween to all the other projects. Yep. It's all the people that have supported her, and she just kept shouting, we have won an Oscar. She was very excited, all very right. proud. Good stuff.